week's episode of the Wasted Youth Podcast. This week we're talking about our favorite Star Wars video games, Shotgun Breaks Down the News, and Micah maybe takes a couple more shots than he probably should have. Enjoy the show, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wasted Youths podcast. I'm Micah Voorhees, here with Dominic and Cactus Boy. Wait, yo, yo, yo. Shotgun and Sebastian. What? I don't, I don't what know the yet. Fuck? What the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know yet. You know, it might, it could be, could be either one. However, however, Cactus Boy introduced us in the intro is how we're going to go. So, uh... There we go. Now you're accountable to actually make the intro. There you go. There God you damn go. it, you piece of shit. <laughs> Fair. Uh, happy Memorial Day, everyone. Uh, hope you had a good weekend. Happy Memorial Day. Enjoy your day off work if you had it off. If not, well, enjoy the, the OT. <laughs> yeah, Yep. enjoy that probably or, very gracious OT. Or if you work for an incredibly crap company... We are sorry. I guess it was just a normal day for you. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you graduate high school soon and can get something better than an entry level job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, um, what's on the table tonight, boys? Sebastian, you start. What? Like, what am I drinking? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I am drinking a fine, fine bottle of Jefferson's Reserve. It was one of the most expensive bottles I've purchased in quite a while. $90. Woo! Is it Master's Select? Uh, no. It is. It just says uh, Jefferson's very, very small batch. Uh, 45.5%. Oh, okay. Je- the the standard Jefferson's. I wasn't sure if it was like Jefferson's Ocean or something like no. that. Got gotcha. you. No, and this, it wasn't like the... Jefferson's what... Ocean's 11. It's so good, dude. Oh my gosh. That's a good whiskey. So smooth. Uh, what about you, Micah? Uh, tonight I got that uh, <laughs> Mars whiskey, the, the Y Japanese stuff. Again, that I loathed two weeks ago. Yeah. But um, it's better than the Jack Daniels. Um, That's fair. And this this week, I decided to try to put the brownie batter bitters in it. See what see what that does. Okay. okay. So uh, I'm gonna take a shot of that right now, and I'll let you guys know. All right. Here we go. It. <laughs> I was about to say how'd that go, bud. It, it's good. It's good. Tastes very brownie-ish. Mm. Um, because the whiskey itself doesn't have too much flavor, you can definitely definitely taste the bitters in there. How many uh, drops of the bitters did you put in? Uh, I did it before the show, so I don't remember. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'm also... When I moved, and I packed up all my stuff, my shot glass got put in a 
weird uh, box that I don't know where it is. So I'm currently drinking out of a little tiny Tupperware thing. Oh god. So I'm not sure about my shot sizes either right now. You could probably find some pretty damn cheap shot glasses at, like, Goodwill. Well, yes, but I didn't realize until, uh... Until tonight, l- right? Yeah, tonight, when all the shops were closed, that I didn't have my shot glass. Gotcha. And last week was fine, because I was just drinking the Jack Daniels out of a normal glass. Yeah. But I can't drink this out of a normal glass. Oh yeah, no. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna savor this. <laughs> I, I really shouldn't have savored the Jack Daniels either. But you know what? It actually has. You know. Yeah. It. It's meant to be drunk like that. So. Uh, you know. But what you drinking tonight? I Try have to- some Jack and Coke, because it's. It's a classic. It's pretty good when mixed. Mm-hmm. I I don't mm-hmm. ever drink Jack straight. It's one of the Let's only see. whiskeys I don't drink straight. No, it's called I have taste up. I I got taste buds there, bub. Nah, it's just because you're a <laughs> pussy there, boy. No, here, here. I prefer Woodford Reserve. How are you gonna be from the South and not like Jack? I'm not from the South. I'm Where a weird mix. <laughs> I've shotgun is from all over. Haven't you heard his <laughs> accent? It's like a mix of every accent aside from like a western accent. Yeah. In the United States. I've got a cultural culmination of Indiana, Arkansas, Tennessee, Florida, India. So, yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> my my Fuck accent is that. so weird. Yeah, Dominic's accent is like it's like the Frankenstein of accents. Like someone just assembled it in like a dark basement and said, "Ah, yes, this is the perfect sounding man." But instead, it was what shotgun sounds like. (laughs) It is confirmed. I am one of the handful of people in Indiana who has lived here for a while who still says soda instead of pop. I get pop, weird pop. looks. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "You mean pop?" I'm like, "No, I mean, I'm, I mean, yes, they mean the same thing, but soda." Yes, that's what I mean, but that's not what I'm going to say. I object. <laughs> I under, I understand this being from Florida and living in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. Everyone here is like popped or pop, and they get like visibly confused when you call it soda. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Um. Mm-hmm. I also or have some parts. We call it soda pop. Yeah, yeah, very few, not as few as soda, but yes, still, still rare. Mm-hmm. But to uh, change it up a little bit as well, I got some Bacardi Black. So Ugh. I've never had it, so we'll see what I think black, about it. Black spice Ooh. rum. Yeah, interesting. That's interesting. Rough. It's like black licorice. It's like ugh. really. Ooh, see, I didn't. I didn't good. know that. I just saw. The bottle, I'm like, hey, I haven't tried that Bacardi yet. I'm gonna grab it. Save some, save some for me when I come down there if you don't like it, because that sounds delicious. Hell yeah. <laughs> You'd like Kraken then. Oh. See, I, I don't mind certain types of black licorice. Like uh, mm-hmm. Twizzlers black licorice, I hate. But Mike and I had, it, it was like, oh, it's yeah. like a little pot of hard ass black licorice and it was so good 
Norwegian salted black licorice mm-hmm. is amazing. Oh. Yes, you can get it. You can get it at uh, IKEA. Oh, N- not the not the same brand. It's not yeah. quite as good, but you can get the same thing at IKEA. Well, looks like I'm making a trip to IKEA whenever I go to uh, pick up second set of keys for my car. Yeah, do it. Okay, um, so what's the news looking like uh shotgun all right so on may 12 2021 police was was, (laughs) wait a minute hold up yeah that's why i was like wait wait what micah do you need to tell us something i'm podcasting from the future it's 2025 baby um so how was the donald trump (laughs) donald trump is the president again How in the fuck? <laughs> and I will quote I, Micah, this is an apolitical podcast. Nothing said on this yeah, podcast references our beliefs. <laughs> You're right, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> no one can tell if I'm being sarcastic with my woot woots or not. True, that is very true. Well, posted on May 12th, uh, police arrested an 11-year-old who is the suspect of driving a stolen car. Um, wow. He, he uh, was arrested Wednesday on suspicion of robbing an 80-year-old California man. Said what? the 11-year-old was driving a stolen car. <laughs> the victim, robbed him? The victim, an Asian man, was walking in residential area. He robbed him? And was attacked and robbed by two juveniles. What the fuck? <laughs> the 11-year-old Wait. was behind the wheel of vehicles stolen during a carjacking. What kind of vehicle was this? Bro, both of them together, if they're both 11, that's barely even a fucking a, a old, well, an adult old enough to they drink. Weren't, they weren't both 11. One was 11, one was 17. What the fuck's a 17-year-old <laughs> doing hanging out with a... It's, 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 it's a it's, child. It, they're brothers. They're brothers. They're like, Probably. hey, the one the one needed a getaway driver. He's like, yo, bro, you want to go rob an old man with me? <laughs> I know you play that GTA, so I know you know how it works. <laughs> He's, he gets it I can't reach the pedals <laughs> <laughs> no he wore platforms dude he had like 6 inch lifts on his feet oh, that's like your driving shoes nah come on man I've got 3.5 inch <laughs> oh, boy. And the, oh I thought you just put, those are I thought lifts. you just put blocks on the pedals lifts for shoes <laughs> I'm not talking physical measurements let me learn <laughs> <laughs> Copy out of context. <laughs> Damn it! God, I'm working with a solid 3.5 inches. <laughs> Hashtag got him. Oy fucking vey. Beep. Oy vey counter at one. We have bets tonight on how 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 far the oy vey counter is gonna go. So, and uh, comments like that will for sure pivot past that counter, <laughs> but we'll see if that continues. Oh boy! So, uh, so this, uh, this eleven-year-old. Uh, so they stole a car. Yes. Yeah. They, but they robbed. Car- they robbed a man for the car. They robbed oh, wait, an old okay. man for the car. Yeah. Okay. So what kind? What kind of car was it? Uh, it does not say here. What kind of old man was it? Um, it was an Asian man. A uh, Californian Asian man. That's all it says. How old? Yeah. Did it say it was age? Eighty. Eighty. Yeah. Fuck. Yes. Yeah, so. He might be. He might have been driving like a classic car, or a Prius, or an Leave Oldsmobile. The man alone. <laughs> Freaking hijack a Prius or a Tesla if the man was loaded. <laughs> yeah, but that's true. I have a feeling 
if you own a Tesla, you're, it's pretty dang hard to have a carjacking because I watched a safety video and they've got strong as hell glass. Not the same wait, wait, glass wait, 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 wait. on the Tesla truck. Different glass. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, we've all seen the video of Elon Musk being like, look, the windows are ind indestructible. And he smashes the window. <laughs> are you Musk is just serious? the that next happened? level entity, dude. <laughs> yes, oh, that boy. is serious. He yeah, straight, he straight was like, the windows are indestructible. He, threw, with the, with, he bashed the fucking he glass. He threw a cannonball <laughs> at it, and it just, <laughs> boosh. He's, he just with looks the, back at the crowd like, um, that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> with the frickin', it was with the freaking Cybertruck. Yeah. <laughs> that one that looks like, you know, an 11-year-old drew it. It looks like a fucking mathematical equation of a vehicle. <laughs> that man is a straight living meme. Yes, he is. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh. dear. Oh. Well, yeah, so... so. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was, gonna, I was just going to ask you if you had anything else on that. Well, there was another story. This was a few years back, though, where okay. um, a kid was riding and riding in a car with yeah. some elder. I don't know if it was his mother or grandmother or what. Well, the adult of the vehicle suffered a medical accident or a okay. medical emergency, so they were not able to drive anymore the kiddo literally climbs on top of their lap and drives them to a hospital he said yes i would like to uh call out a video game mario kart for teaching me how to drive <laughs> so i saved my relative's life because of mario the, kart the oh, actual boy. Fuck. Yeah, and police said he followed all traffic laws, stayed on, stayed at the speed limit, and got her safely to the hospital where she was saved. I call bullshit. He didn't learn it from Mario Kart. You don't learn traffic laws in Mario Kart. Well, Mario Kart you're like, I'm gonna go fast as fuck, boy. Was... I'm gonna get these power ups, boy. I'm gonna run people off the road, boy. Like if he well, was in Mario Kart, he'd be fucking running people off the road, like freaking well, throwing blue shells out. It meant... This kid was playing Grand Theft Auto and just abiding by the lights. <laughs> you... Well, he was like seven or eight, so he could read. So he understood the basic thought process of how to steer. That is mostly what I think he's attributing Mario Kart to. Uh, he was gotcha. just he just Fair. understood to read, hey, this number on my vehicle needs to match that number on the sign. Gotcha. That okay. makes sense. So he didn't learn those safety laws on Mario Kart. Yes, I agree. This is... He'd be throwing red shells at people. This is this is the duality of man right here. On the one hand, you got like an eleven-year-old rescuing his grandmother by driving the vehicle to the hospital. On the other hand, you got like an eleven-year-old robbing an eighty-year-old man <laughs> and stealing his car. Pretty right. much. Pretty much. Oh boy! <laughs> Freaking eleven-year-olds. If we have any eleven-year-olds listening. First of all, why the fuck are you listening to this podcast? Yes, your parents, your parents would not, would not approve. approve. <laughs> Second of all, don't steal people's cars. It's a bad idea. <laughs> no. Instead, learn to drive via Mario Kart so you can ace that driving test when you turn 16. Straight Boom, dude. Pro tip, uh, 
take your drive, learn how to drive in like an SUV and then take your driver's test, the dri- like the actual driving part in a Prius, it makes it hella easy. Or do what I did and learn how to drive in a 97 dually pickup and then drive <laughs> a mini van. Still a little harder to a parallel park, but not near as hard as a dually pickup. Oh yeah, dude, do you know how easy it is to do a three-point turn in a Prius? Oh my god, you you don't even have to do a three-point, you just <laughs> do a U-turn in a one-lane road. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much, my dude. <laughs> Meanwhile, with my car, I just burn out and rip that car around. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, another, another pro tip for you uh, people getting ready to take their driver's test, if it's raining... Don't wait till after you put the car in gear because they will mark you for it. Turn on those windshield wipers before you even think about touching those pedals. Straight up. Because <laughs> I put my car into reverse, backed up, put it into drive, and as I'm reaching for it, I just see her out of the corner of my eye, mark a big X. I'm like, what did I do? She's like, you didn't turn on your windshield wipers. I'm like, I didn't need them yet. I wasn't going forward. <laughs> She's like, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, boy. You need to put Wait, them y'all, on. Y'all didn't ace your driver's exam. That is the only mark I had against me. <laughs> I had no marks because I didn't I'm either. a driver. <laughs> Shotguns, like ah, you got me, guys. I'm not a perfect driver. Uh, this out. is why I play. This is why I play first-person shooters and not racing games. <laughs> listen, listen. I can only do so much with three brain cells, okay? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. All right, so let's see. We got all that out of the way. Yeah. Uh, now it's time to uh, take a break for our sponsor this week. Yeah, that's right. We got a sponsor. Uh, listen to this. In our last episode, we mentioned an art competition in which you, our lovely listeners, submit a piece of hand-drawn art, or any form of art really, that represents what you think me and my fellow co-hosts look like. To submit your drawing, you can simply post it to your Instagram account, tag us at the Wasted Youths Official, and use the hashtag WastedYouths. We will be looking for submissions all the way through the end of June. Additionally, tonight's episode is sponsored by our new Patreon page. If you would like to support our show and our drinking habits, please follow the link in the description of this episode. For $5 a month, you can become a regular and get your name in the bottom of the description of each episode for that month, and you also have access to the regulars chat on our Discord. For $10 a month, you become a carouser. In addition to all the benefits that the regulars get, you also get a verbal shout-out at the end of every episode, along with access to another private Discord chat. Carousers also get access to bloopers from behind the scenes of our show. Currently, our $10 carouser tier is limited to 25 patrons, so subscribe while you can. But if you don't get a chance to subscribe to that, not to worry. We'll be adding more tiers as soon as we reach that maximum goal.
and welcome back. Yep, now it's time to get to the actual topic of the week, which is uh, Star Wars video games. Oh, I thought uh, it was Star Trek. Well, that was last week. <laughs> that was that was last week. There's no crazy uh, cool Star Trek series of video games. What? Uh, um, I don't I think actually, there's anything that has all of I, those adjectives in it. Damn. I mean, I know there are some Star Trek video games. There, there are like, Star Trek video games that exist, but I wouldn't call them crazy cool. Oh. Yeah, the most the most popular one is I think the uh, or at least the most popular one right now is the Star Trek. Uh, MMO, oh. although it might be uh, surpassed by the Starfleet Command mobile game mm. that's been being advertised a lot recently. I haven't seen that. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, so uh, we're going to be talking tonight about three separate Star Wars video games. We've all chosen one, uh, and we're going to just go into some detail about these different games that we've enjoyed yes, yes so uh tonight cactus boy is going to uh start us out uh sebastian what's your favorite star wars game um i mean i got a lot honestly but the one i wanted to talk about tonight was uh one that came out just like two years ago mm -hmm. something like that 2019 um star Good wars year. Jedi Fallen Order. Ah, good game. Um, I just the reason I like it so much is just for one, it is kind of it's it's kind of a clone of Dark Souls in the way it plays. It's not as hard in any way, but it definitely uses a lot of the same mechanics. Where if you die, mm -hmm. uh, you respawn at one checkpoint at the beginning of like each level. And then, um, if you die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> no, you die and then you get respawned at the last checkpoint that you're at, but all the enemies in the level respawn. So you have to do everything that you just did over again. So you got to really focus on not fucking up and making it to the next checkpoint. Yeah, freaking Dathomir is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A but you couple... get a double-sided lightsaber for it. Yes, you do, and you can actually you can actually get that on one of the first planets in the game. Yeah, Dathomir. That's what I said. Wait. Hold up. <laughs> yeah, I know the names of Star Wars planets, Sebastian. What no, about? No, wait, wait, wait. Is that the, is that the first is that the first planet or second planet you go to? You get yeah, you get two. There's two planets right off the bat. Dathomir is one of them, and then uh, what's 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 the I forget uh, what the other one is. Fuck, what's the, uh... Ah, the Darth Maul planet. The, what are those? Dathomir. Okay, no, no, no. I mean, you can get a double-sided lightsaber on the, like, first planet you go to. Yeah, Dathomir. No, not Dathomir. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, nah, bro. we have a debate on our hands. <laughs> nah, dude. I'm telling you. Uh, literally, one of the... Like, not, not Dathomir. Look it up. It's Dathomir. No. Google it. Google it right now, Sebastian. No offense, I placed my bets on Micah because I know how much of a Star Wars nut he is. I don't know how much of a Star Wars nut unless, he is. Unless, unless you can unlock the double-sided lightsaber somewhere else. Yeah, that's fair. But I know you can unlock it on Dathomir, and Dathomir is one of the first planets you go to. 
I honestly need to play that game. I haven't played it. I haven't played a it's lot of the dope. Star Wars games. Mm -mm. I haven't played a lot of the recent ones, but I decided to actually purchase this one. I've played Battlefront. Because it looked... The new one. Yeah, yeah, I've played Battlefront. I honestly, once I get finances in hand, I want to buy mm -hmm. one of the newer ones just to play it, but I mm -hmm. won't buy it until somebody else is like, oh, I'll play it with you. Because yeah. buying a multiplayer game to play a solo is not the greatest. I want them to make a Bad Batch Star Wars game. Hmm. As a spiritual successor to the uh, Republican Commando yeah. Star no, Wars you game. Yeah, now you can... Uh... You can get it on uh, Zepho. Oh yeah, that's the other. That's the other planet that you can, you get. You get right in the beginning. You get access to Zepho and you get access to Dathomir. Yeah, but you can get it on Zepho. That's how I got it. Oh, I got it on Dathomir, and you said the Darth Maul planet, which is no, Dathomir. no, 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 no. That's one. No, I didn't mean like you get it there. I meant like what's the name of that one? Because I knew you oh. could. Get, I knew you could get it there, but I, I knew there was another planet uh, that you I could see. get it from. So you but, can get the double-sided lightsaber on Zepho and Dathomir. Yes. Pretty dope. Can you? Okay. Can you get? You can actually, uh, you actually get, uh, if you get it on Zepho, you get an exclusive color for it. And oh. uh, exclusive parts for it, the double-sided lightsaber. Can, uh, interesting. Can you get the double-sided lightsaber in any of the Force Unleashed games? Uh, or do you know? I... I don't I've, believe I've played, so. I played one and two, but it's been so long that I legitimately don't know. I played them in middle school when they came out. I just I played think, first. I, I think the whole gimmick of the Force Unleashed is that you have a you use you hold two, it two lightsabers. Yeah, but you hold them backwards. Yes, which is weird as fuck. It's a weird stance to hold those in. Hmm. Yeah, it it is. It's it doesn't makes it's actually. I've I've messed around with that grip a little bit with swords. It's really a grip that only makes sense with lightsabers, at least when you get to blades of that length. Gotcha. Because it's it makes uh it makes it very unwieldy for a heavy blade. But because lightsabers are weightless, it actually kind of makes sense. Um it does reduce your defensive capability though a little bit, at least in real life. Right. But uh, uh Anyway, back to Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. Um, I honestly really dig the story for it because it takes um, it takes place uh, five years after the events of um, Episode Three, where they do the uh, the cleansing. Fuck it. What is it called? I think it's, it's like Order Twenty One or something like that. Order Sixty Six. Or yeah, Order Sixty Six, uh, where they order all of the uh, Jedi's to be eradicated. And, Whoa! Uh, spoiler alert for <laughs> Star Wars. If you haven't watched it, oh fuck off! All those movies came out so long ago. You <laughs> eat a dick. Come on, man. I, I I have a friend that's actually going through them right now, and she just actually do not listen to this episode. <laughs> she, I, I'm I'm gonna tell her beforehand. But she <laughs> okay, just cool. she's she's watching the Clone Wars season five right now. All right. And if you remember how that starts, it it starts with a. Uh, a clone preemptively executing order 66 so uh, <laughs> it's this entire mystery but um the game itself follows one of the uh last jedi padawans in the galaxy his name's cal uh kestis yep um uh, and then uh, he becomes um basically the target of the galactic empire 
um, that just follow him from planet to planet trying to fucking murder his ass because he's the last known Jedi to exist. And, one of. Well, yeah, one of. There's. Yep. You find out, that's one of the, I'm not going to ruin the end of the game, but. Oh, yeah, I guess, I mean, yeah, that might be technically a spoiler I mean, for the end of the game. I haven't played to the end of the game, so I don't know, but uh, that's established in other canon material that there are other Jedi survivors. Yeah, so. but uh, that's a that's a big plot point of the end of the game. But um, play it; it's fucking awesome. It has a great story. There's a, there's a I'm not going to ruin the ending, but I will say that there is a really really badass cameo from a really popular face in uh, the Star Wars lore that I legitimately did not expect to pop up whatsoever. Hmm. Oh, also, um, one little fun fact before I throw it over to, I believe, uh, Micah. Mm -hmm. You got like, you got like 15 more minutes, my dude. What the fuck? I got 15 more minutes. (laughs) Yeah, you you got 20 minutes allocated for this. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck am I? Okay, well. I heard about the seven minute mark. (laughs) Oh, seven minute mark. Okay, well, I guess it'd be a good time to talk about who made the game, which, uh. EA published it. I'm not going to say they made it. They published it. And uh, it's one of the only games that they've put out in the last couple of years where they haven't shit the bed hard as fuck. And they haven't forced in any um, pay to win implements in any way. You can't get any like skins or anything like that by buying them. Mm-hmm. There's no way to buy like better your character or any way like that. Yeah. Just play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was made by Respawn Entertainment. Um, huh? who made Titanfall and, and Apex? Um, yeah, and uh, interesting. Yeah, and Apex. And um, before that, actually, the people who created uh, Respawn are the original dudes who created Infinity Ward and worked on the first uh, two. They worked on Call of Duty One, Two, and Four. Oh, that's pretty cool. I so those that. dudes. Those dudes created Respawn, and then Respawn created Titanfall, and then they created Apex, and then um, they got a deal with Lucasfilm, and um, they worked out a deal with EA because they wanted to make a Star Wars game, and they made this, and uh, it was actually so good that it's actually canon now. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Um, You know what's an interesting, interesting little uh, detail that they included in this game? Um, Sebastian, have you seen the Clone Wars series? Um, bits and pieces. So it's so they they included something a little interesting aesthetic detail, and like I said, I haven't finished the game, so I don't know all the little nuances of it. Mm-hmm. But um, something I found super interesting. Okay, so Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars series has a pretty distinct outfit right. in terms of uh compared to the other Jedi. Um, however, what's really interesting is that uh, in the flashback scenes, um, Cal's master has a very similar outfit, which I just found found an in- to be an interesting nod to the Clone Wars series, because that's what that outfit was designed for, um, at least to the extent it was with the... Uh, shoulder pads the military shoulder pads and uh arm guards and everything um 
it's also, I believe, the first time you see that particular Jedi uniform in like uh, HD content, as opposed to like the the cartoon, cartoony animation style of the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Um, so that's something I found pretty interesting when playing the game. Again, it's been a while since I played it. Hmm. Uh, what's your favorite moment of the game? Mm. Uh, again, uh, it's it, it would be a spoiler. I mean, I guess uh, I, I guess give, let's give it let's give a spoiler warning right here, and uh, you're gonna try to describe it in thirty seconds, okay? So people can just skip forward thirty seconds uh, from when you start explaining. Okay, spoiler okay. spoiler warning. Give you it right now. Um, and I'm gonna start now so uh at the very end of the game uh there's a huge plot twist and you come into a room and the main bad guy that uh has been you've been following the whole game fighting the whole game uh Mm -hmm. gets lifted up into the air and their neck fucking snapped and thrown to the ground and fucking darth vader comes out and you're like holy goddamn shit (laughs) i can't fucking fight darth vader so you immediately are just like fuck this shit and you turn around start running and uh as you start running uh he just start like collapsing because it's like it takes place like under. Uh, like, wait, wait, hold up. That's the that's the spoiler mark. Okay, we're done. <laughs> All right. That sounds super interesting, though. And uh, y'all who care about spoilers should play the game, because that sounds like a super dope ending to the to the game. Uh, <laughs> it's insane. Um, so that's 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 Sebastian's favorite. What's your favorite non-spoiler moment of the game? So you can elaborate on it a little more favorite non-spoiler moment of the game yeah what do you enjoy or maybe more broadly what do you enjoy about it uh from any perspective like um, mechanically narratively emotionally whatever I draws you in fucking love the game's atmosphere i love the exploration mm-hmm. like there's so much exploration you can do there's so much shit you can find you can find new parts for your lightsaber you can find new plants to grow on your spaceship. Uh, there's just so much shit to find mm-hmm. all over. It's it's honestly, it's a collectathon, man. Yep. It's so much fun just to go to a planet. Like, even after you beat that planet, it'll be like, yeah, you beat it, like, for the story and whatnot. But, like, mm-hmm. this planet's only, like, 65% explored. You'll be like, what? Mm-hmm. And you'll have to go back and just trace everything. The planets yeah. are fucking huge. It takes hours to explore them. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's like I I remember I was exploring. What is it? Is I think it was Zepho. Uh and I I like got to where I thought I was almost done exploring it, and then there's like it turns out there's a, this entire separate section that I hadn't even touched yet. That's almost as big as the section that I've already explored. And it's like, I'm only halfway done with it. I'm like, wow. Yeah, dude. That's how that's I was crazy. on, like, uh, that's how it felt like when you were on Dathomir. You explore the first part of Dathomir and you're like, all right, I've been here for like 45 minutes. Uh, I'm, I must be done. And then you find a little elevator and it takes you down to basically an underground city part mm-hmm. of Dathomir. And you're like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> Yeah, Dathomir feels really small when you get there, but, but then it opens up. fucking huge! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this game just has, it, it's got really big stuff in it. Like, that's that's probably, I think, 
the most noticeable thing is just the massiveness of the environment. Big yeah. set pieces, big boss fights, big. The game's dick, big like. <laughs> it's a good game. <laughs> this, this is the game has BDE, big <laughs> yeah. Death Star energy. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Wow. Most, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, it seems definitely. I I hope to complete it. Like I was telling you during the pre-show, uh, it's uh, definitely a somewhat diff. There are somewhat difficult parts of the game. Like I'm stuck on this one part where you're uh, fighting in an arena, and I'm sitting here like I don't. I feel almost feel like my I specked out my character wrong and went for the wrong force abilities when uh, upgrading to uh actually play through this part properly um so you know it is a it is an rpg so it's like you can't you upgrade your character as you go similar to like the force unleashed games or if you're old enough to remember the uh jedi academy or the jedi knight games particularly oh, the jedi so academy yeah yeah those were some fun games mm. We should do a whole episode on like those and um, honestly, Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic was also that deserves, a fun that fun deserves game. its own episode. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, definitely. Uh, I remember playing that game as a kid, and I could never beat it as a kid because I didn't like the weird real-time turn-based combat that it had yeah uh, it's, it's just it's even still today it's kind of weird but mm-hmm. you get used to it yeah yep i remember it definitely a game fun. i wish they would remaster mm-hmm. and has legitimately one of the best plot twists in video game history gotcha for sure all right shotgun has uh gotten up <laughs> Didn't Shut he, up! Didn't he? Didn't didn't he pee right before the Shut podcast? Shut up! My bladder yep. is small as yes, hell, he and I'm plenty hydrated because I've been trying to drink more water. So leave me alone. I uh, got gotcha. Small bladder. Gosh damn it! <laughs> Your ass. <laughs> Sebastian goes to the bathroom. Nobody says a thing. Dom goes to the bathroom. Hey, let's call him out. That's that. That's because. <laughs> <laughs> when Sebastian goes to the bathroom, it just gets quiet. <laughs> oh my god. We were about to transition, Dominic. Mm, yeah, to you. I'm the last one, so we're chill. Okay, alright. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Be right back. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Oh wait, you haven't gone yet? <laughs> no, we yeah, called him no. we called him out and he got embarrassed. <laughs> He's pee shy. <laughs> Oh right, wait, no, no shotgun. Put Mads on. That way we have someone, <laughs> a third person to talk to. <laughs> eh, he's gone. He's left. And he left. <laughs> shotgun has has left the building. All right, I'll introduce uh my my favorite Star Wars game. I think. Let's see. Ah, oh, frick. We always get to this point, and I'm like, is this really what I want to talk about? Do I actually have the information here in front of me to talk about this? Uh, especially for like you know twenty minutes, we'll see. Um, my favorite Star Wars game of all time. I do tell for 
four times. Oh, shut up. You just got back. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is the Star Wars Republic Commando game, which... What year did that come out? I think it came out, I want to say like 2003, 2004, something like that. It came out before Revenge of the Sith. Um, Republic Commando. Came out in 2005. It has a 10 out of 10 on Steam, as it deserves. <laughs> came out of yep came out in 2005 um yeah this uh so the premise of the game is you play as an elite clone commando squadron um squadron squad Um, (laughs) squadron squad 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 uh you got you got three or three four members of the squad including yourself you play as the commander of the squad uh who's known as boss and then you have uh two other or three other guys you have tech who's the uh well technologically inclined troop Wait, I would have hold never up, hold up did they call him tech actually was that was that actually what they called him because that's the name that's the name of the uh the splicer in the bad batch hmm. interesting well this is okay that that brings open some interesting theories because uh dave filoni has said we're not using delta squad in in any star wars material that's old canon stuff and it would be really awkward <laughs> if there were two texts let me verify this uh, he said, "Let me verify this. Let me verify that that was his name. That I haven't been watching too much of the Bad Batch recently." <laughs> uh, go into the, the Wikipedia the Bad article. Batch? What you? How do you not know what the Bad Batch is? It's the uh, animated Star Wars sequel to the Clone Wars that's been coming out on Disney Plus for the past few weeks. Oh, well then. Um, fuck me sideways, I guess. Rather not. Ah, uh, nope, he's called Fixer. It's Scorch, Fixer, and Sev. Yep. Nope, just been watching too much Bad Batch. <laughs> yep. Uh, which is arguably based off Delta Squad, let's be honest. Um, That's fair. Like, okay, so if you look at, let's just juxtapose the teams for a minute. You got, you know, Boss, Fixer, Sev, and Scorch. Uh, Boss is the leader. Uh, Fixer is the technology guy. Uh, Sev is a sniper, and Scorch is the demolitions guy. Hmm. Um, you got in the Bad Batch, you have Hunter, who's the leader. Although, what makes the Bad Batch interesting is they're augmented clones, so Hunter has enhanced senses. You have Tech, who's the technology guy. It's, it's pretty much very similar to fixer um you've got wrecker who's the demolitions guy and you've got frick what's his face frick what's his face i don't i don't want to sit they they have a sniper on their squad too but uh we'll just call him sniper yeah uh yeah i I won't go into it because we're not going to spoil the bad batch tonight um but there are some interesting parallels between what's happened in the Bad Batch and the game. 
um, at least from a thematic standpoint. Anyway, in uh, in Republic Commando, you play as Delta Squad, uh, and you go on various missions through the Republic uh, during the Clone Wars. Um, the mechanics of the game feel like um, it's probably the most tactical Star Wars game that exists because you're going and you're commanding a squad and you have to give them strategic orders throughout the game. You can command them to take up like a sniper position or demolish certain obstacles or target certain enemies. And you actually have to in order to beat the game on harder difficulties. It's not like you can just solo the whole thing. Um, It's one of those games that would be really great as a multiplayer story game. Unfortunately, when it came out, those weren't really a super popular thing yet. Um, But it plays very similar to... uh, say playing halo on multiplayer it's just your uh teammates are all npcs mm. um oh that'd be so that'd be so much better if you if you could just hop in with a friend oh yeah and it had a multiplayer scene too when it first came out i didn't have xbox live as a kid and by the time i did or i was able to play it online the online scene for republic commando was no more but uh i'm assuming it probably sh- didn't last very long yeah shotgun and i played uh local split screen a few times at uh my house which is which is pretty fun Mm -hmm. when you get you know four people playing uh 2v2 matches but rough when Uh, we only had 30 inch tvs (laughs) yep yep it's like great i'm working back 10 inches (laughs) dominic Making sure to up that inch count. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Don't call me out like that. <laughs> but, uh, oh yeah, yeah, it was a fun game. The, the specific, uh, part that was really memorable about it, though, was the single player story mode. Um, you have several memorable missions. It's also probably the only Star Wars game that I know of that I could classify as a horror game. Um, That's not the main intention of the game, necessarily. It is, first and foremost, a first-person shooter. It's pretty spooky, though. But it is pretty spooky. There's one level where you're going and basically trying to recover this abandoned ship, this abandoned uh, vessel in space, um and the first like 10 minutes of the level you don't really encounter any enemies the atmosphere is just super spooky and it's the first mission i think the only mission actually where you're completely separated from the rest of your squad because there's like four different objectives that you have to accomplish on the ship and you have to split up to do it and so the first, like I said, 10 minutes of the level is just kind of experiencing the atmosphere mm. of the level um, until you find out that uh, some Trandoshan pirates have hijacked the ship pretty much um, and are working with the Trade Federation. Mm. And then it turns into 
you know, your more traditional first-person shooter. But the thing that separates this game, I think, most from other Star Wars games in terms of how terrifying it can be to play is how spooky the enemies are to fight. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Dang it, Cactus Void. Now we gotta call you out. (laughs) Thank God for some quality in this damn podcast. Why can't you guys just take a piss before we start the podcast? The, The reason why I was called out is because I did... And then I had to go again. <laughs> Damn, Bean. Oh, Hydrated. Boy. Yeah. Keep going. I had a wireless anyway. headset so I could hear you. I know Sebastian <laughs> has a wireless headset. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, the enemies are terrifying to fight. In any other Star Wars game, when you encounter a super battle droid, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's just like. <laughs> You're good, man. Go on. But uh, when you encounter any other, uh, any other uh, uh, super battle droid in any other Star Wars games, you're like, oh yeah, it's just a little, you know, a normal battle droid, except maybe a little bit more difficult. Nah, man. In this game, it's like you you see a super battle droid, you're running and ducking behind cover, like they take so long to kill in this game. And they also tower like two feet above you. Um, they kind of feel term- like they kind of feel like hunters from Halo. Y- yeah. Yeah, 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 they do. Uh, there's, there's, in fact, there's this one level where you're uh, raiding a droid factory, and you just gotta be like, you see the, you see the super battle droids just lining the walls, and you're like, oh shit, I just gotta be super stealthy through this part, otherwise they're gonna wake up and murder me. Um, so, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's really interesting. Um, some other interesting parts of the game that make it unique from other Star Wars games is how weapons work. Um, in the game, if I remember right, you have, you can have, you can carry up to three weapons. Mm. You have your, you have your rifle, you have your pistol, and then you have one weapon that you can pick up from like a downed enemy or something like that. Um, and certain enemies carry certain weapons, uh, and certain allies carry certain weapons. So if an ally dies, like a Wookiee or something like that, you can pick up their crossbow. Um, so you got a pistol as well, which is just your standard pistol, pretty much from a, any first-person shooter. And then you have your rifle, and the rifle is where it gets really interesting because the rifle actually has three different attachments that you can use for it. Um, the standard rifle just functions like any other laser rifle in Star Wars, you know, pew 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 pew, pew stuff like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, you get you get what I'm saying. You gotta take another shot. <laughs> uh, um, it, aside from that, you got an attachment that pretty much turns your gun into a grenade launcher, and then you have one that turns it into a shotgun. I think. Hmm. Yep. And you have one that turns it into a sniper rifle. Um. So while you only are technically carrying three weapons, you really have like six. 
um, because you you have those tactical attachments that you can use in pretty much any scenario. Um, and that's really what distinguishes Republic Commando from other Star Wars games is, one, you're playing as clones, which isn't super common for the primary narrative of a Star Wars game. It also introduced the concept of commandos to the Star Wars series in general. That That is true. And some of the best Star Wars novels to come out prior to, uh, I was going to say prior to Disney, but actually just in general, yeah, <laughs> are, the, are the commando novels, uh, the Republic commando novels. Um, so that's pretty a pretty significant contribution to the Star Wars universe right there. Straight up. Um, yeah, let's see. What else? What else? I feel like there's so much more to talk about in this game. Um, <laughs> it had a lot but, uh, to do lore-wise with the series from there on out. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, and uh, the Clone Wars actually bought, brought Commandos back into canon, I believe. Mm. Um, you, there's a episode of the Clone Wars. I think there's two or three episodes that feature the commandos. Yeah, there's, there's an episode of, uh, the Clone Wars, which features, uh, I think it's, I think Gregor was a commando. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just going to assume it was Gregor in this episode. Gregor is an abandoned, pretty much he, uh, he got abandoned on this planet and lost his memory and uh some droids show up and help him out um you also do see delta squad in the clone wars i believe however they don't have any speaking lines they just kind of uh they were on a mission where they discovered something significant to the plot we're on patrol uh, what <laughs> we're on patrol yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're just kind of an Easter egg in one episode of The Clone Wars. But you can tell it's Delta Squad because of the armor markings. Um, and of course, I feel fine spoiling this this game. Uh, oh, because You got a well, 30 second spoiler warning just like I did. Nah, fuck, it came out in 2005. <laughs> oh, God All right. <laughs> you know what? Spoiler warning starting now. Uh, Freaking... Sev, you lose Sev in the end, and it's the most emotional moment in any Star Wars game ever. Because you're like, we're gonna go back for him. We gotta go back, and then clone, co- uh, like your advisor's like negative on that. You're needed elsewhere. Oh shit! And and, and you just abandon him pretty much. You're just like, no, like fuck that. Yeah. So they were gonna make a sequel to the game that resolved that, but it got canceled. And it will probably never be made now Aww. that Disney is in control. Um, which is why I think well, they should make they... a bad batch video game. Oh, they okay. could follow the similar premise to it. Yeah, I was about to say they might not. I was about to say they. I was about to say you said they made the bad batch, which is about commandos. Well, the bad batch isn't really commandos. Oh, it's not. Um, yeah, they're kind of their own unique thing. The Bad Batch is about uh, Clone Force 99, which is basically uh, clones with genetic defects which have positive effects uh, for combat. So like I was saying, uh, 
Hunter is has advanced senses. Tech is much smarter than the average clone. Um, uh, Wrecker is like freaking mutated huge man that's way stronger than the Hulk, the average human. Um, and then their sniper is just—I'm still forgetting his name. Fuck, he's just really good at sniping. <laughs> Hawkeye. He's prob to to be honest, he's probably the least interesting member of the Bad Batch. Um, especially before the Bad Batch series came out, like they showed up in the last season of the Clone Wars, and he was definitely kind of boring. The sniper. Uh, Damn. Yeah, he just doesn't said, have. Yeah. He doesn't have as much of a personality as the rest of the Bad Batch. I take offense to that, given I'm the sniper of the group. <laughs> you watch the Bad Batch <laughs> with me. You, you, you'll, you'll be like, yeah, that guy's pretty boring. They make him more interesting in the actual Bad Batch series, especially in episode, in the second episode. Mm. Like, it gets pretty interesting. Um, cause, uh, freaking, all right, 30 seconds, spoiler warning again, oh, no. uh, God skip, damn. skip forward if you're not comfortable. Uh, he's the only member of the bad batch whose inhibitor chip actually works. And he's the only one that executes order 66. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, that's revealed in the first episode kind of. So, um, it's not that big of a spoiler, but you know, mm. So that's that's pretty much the source of conflict in the show so far. Yeah. We're only three episodes in right now, so if you want to hop on, it's still a good time, especially if we want to get some theorizing in. Um, that's always fun about Star Wars. I'll definitely anyway. start watching it because I need to finish uh, the man. I need to finish the second season of Mandalorian. Oh yeah, the second season of the Mandalorian is dope. Uh yeah, dude, Star Wars. My favorite series of all time. Um, I I'm really loving what uh John Favreau and uh Filoni are doing for Star Wars TV series right now. Mm. Um, it's pretty amazing stuff. Uh, definitely the best stuff to come out at least since the prequels. I would argue a lot of it is better than the prequels. Have you seen because... Chef? Chef. <laughs> What? Oh, you haven't seen Chef? No, I haven't seen Chef. Oh, it's a movie starring Jean Favreau. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's it's just it's it's fucking goofy. But... You know you know what else you know what else stars Jon Favreau? What? The entire MCU. <laughs> what do you mean? He's the main character of the entire MCU. Huh? Happy. Happy is played by John Favreau, the main character of the entire MCU. Okay. <laughs> Sebastian's like, he's I don't like, even I'm know so who Happy confused. is. Yeah, straight up, like, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Dude? He's 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 literally like a side character. He's a fucking uh, Tony Stark's assistant that uh, it's pretty much put in charge of uh, babysitting Spider Man. <laughs> oh God. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's pretty fantastic. Cool. Um, anyway, I've been talking for a while. 
Shotgun, what's your favorite Star Wars game? Um, these nuts. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> so basically, my I based my favorite Star Wars game off of like nostalgia. I wouldn't necessarily say it's my favorite gameplay-wise because, like, the original Clone Wars where all you play as is the vehicles or I think there's a Jedi variant where, like... Of the Clone Wars? Yeah, where you can, like, play as a Jedi against people. Yes. Yeah, so in the the campaign for that, there's a few on-foot levels where you play as... Uh, Mace Windu or Anakin Skywalker for a few levels. Yeah, you. Um, most of it takes place in vehicles, though. Um, there's also a multiplayer mode where you can play as several Jedi in an arena-style battle, yeah. which is pretty fun as well. Yeah, I I always enjoyed more of the vehicle just because I feel like it was more fleshed out and just because the tech. Yeah, the that's time... that was the design of the game. Like that's that was kind of the point of it. Yeah, but. My favorite I'm gonna talk about is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Not the most recent one, but the one made in, uh, or released the pan- in 2005. The Pandemic version. Yeah, pandemic was, Studios. Yes. I was really hoping yes. you were gonna talk about Star Wars Pod Racer for the N64. <laughs> you know, That's I, everyone, was, I was... Star Wars, Star Wars Pod Racer is everyone's second favorite Star Wars game, game, let's be sucks. honest. I was getting ready to say the Pod Racer <laughs> made for the PS2. D- Dom, Dom, wait, 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 oh my goodness. I just unlocked a core memory. You remember we had that game at the church that we went to in Florida. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Oh my goodness, that brings <laughs> so many memories back. What, Pod so Racer good. for the N64? Hmm? No, no, the PlayStation 2 version. The newer one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know there was one for the PS2. Oh. No, no, no. I think it was. I think it was the N64 version. Was it? I think. Yeah, I think the they had the N64 at uh, that church. Hmm. <laughs> I thought it was PS2 okay, we were, version. I have the PS2 we were, version. We were like eight years old. Uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> My memory is a bit fuzzy. <laughs> we were like eight. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Star Wars Battlefront Two, the 2005 version. Developed by mm-hmm. Pandemic, like you said. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, I know. I, I'm mm-hmm. so sad. I mm-hmm. I want them to make a good remake of that, but they already have a remake, the newer version. Mm-hmm. And, it sucks. Uh, it's it's fun. It's just not the same feeling. It's a different. Yeah. It's an entirely different game. Yeah. They they, they revive Battlefront. Well, they should have called it Battlefront. I agree. It is Battlefront at its core. But they shouldn't mm-hmm. have called yeah. it Battlefront 2. Like, they shouldn't have reused the same titles. The the title? Yeah. They should have used, like, Battlefront the... 3, Battlefront 4, so on and so forth. Or whatever the unused titles would be. Yeah. They definitely... Those games definitely feel more like Battlefield games than yeah. battle, the original classic Battlefront Aren't they games. made by DICE? Uh, I think. I believe so. Yeah. But I just had... Battlefront 1, the original Battlefront, had a little more of it. Yes. But one thing that I loved about Battlefront 2 was the space battles. That was by far my favorite game mode. And one thing Battlefront did that Battlefront 2 did not do 
was the space to planetary battles. Oh, or at least, or at least, fight. maybe not even space to planetary, or you at least could hop in to spaceships. Oh, oh, you're talking about the classic Battlefront. Yes. By Pandemic yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, it didn't have space to planet yet. That was uh, introduced in the game that followed, the, I think it was called Rogue Squadron or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you could, yeah, that was something that I really liked about the original one is you could use a lot more, you could use aircraft in the original Battlefront. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed, like, the Conquest version of the space battles, just duking it out in space, being like, hey, mm-hmm. I gotta take out these support craft because they keep destroying us. Mm-hmm. Take out the gunners on the bottom and on the sides and do all then that stuff. Can you also, like, land the plane, like, inside yes. and then get out and start fighting yes. through the building? Yes. Yeah. yes. It was a very that small... Was shit. It was very small area inside the ship, but it was still yeah, so still. good. Well, that was, yeah, that was that was one of the cool things about uh, the space battles of Battlefront 2, and I'm sure you'll get into this, Dominic, but uh, pretty much everything, uh, your objective was to destroy the enemy ship. Yeah. That was the primary objective, and you could do it from either by sabotaging the inside of it or attacking the outside yes. of it. Yes. Yeah, there was, there was multiple ways to go about it, and it forced the mm-hmm. enemy team, regardless of their skill set, whether it be ground combat or space combat it forced them to acclimate to the combat conditions Mm -hmm. so like i would love to destroy most of the guns on the outside so then the other team members of my squad could continue Mm -hmm. to bombard them from the outside then i would solo run inside and just continuously mm-hmm. destroy them. Because there was a ship you could fly that would allow you to spawn on said ship. Yeah. And if they yeah. didn't destroy it in time, you'd have like eight people inside the ship suddenly. And you just overwhelm mm-hmm. them. So if mm-hmm. you're like, guys, I'm flying the ship in. Stay dead. You've got the ship low on the outside so I can destroy the generator or whatever it was on the inside mm-hmm. that you had to destroy. Like... All right, wait, wait. Okay, now spawn. And just a platoon would spawn inside the ship, and everyone would be like, oh, no. You'd be fucked. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yep. Especially if you had people who, like, knew what classes to run in. Right. Yeah, and, the, and those those aircraft, it was like the LAAT uh, dropship and stuff like that, they were difficult to destroy. Yeah. Like, they took a few rockets before you could destroy them. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of their team had to be inside to destroy it before anybody of your team could spawn. Yeah. Because yeah. in some of the newer games, like, you place a spawn point, and it'll give you, like, a 5 or 10 second cooldown to spawn, I believe. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Maybe not in Star Wars games, but in other games, that's, that's how the coding works. But in Battlefront yep. 2, it was, as soon as you land that ship, and it's stable... People can spawn, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was, uh it was so fun coordinating. And I never played online, so it was always like against AI or on split screen mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it was always fun to do that, because uh, mm-hmm. you're always fun to do that. Oh, oh, oh shit! <laughs> oh wait, hold up, hold up. <laughs> but 
Yeah. That's that's one thing I wish the newer Battlefront 2 did. Because that is such a big part of Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why they didn't integrate that. Because I feel like that would have drawn so many people. Because I knew the original Battlefront was good, but it was a little bit of a flop. Like, they weren't expecting as few of players to play as they did. Mm-hmm. Like, I played it on PS4, and I had a blast, but I played offline most of the time just doing, like, wave defense and stuff. And I had fun, but didn't it didn't have that updated nostalgia feeling like Halo does nowadays. Where I'm playing through the same campaign, playing through the same game modes, I'm like, oh, man, I remember this. Yeah, for sure. But... The... Uh... Well, the Battlefront 2 campaign, though, it does have memorable dialogue in it. Yeah. Because you follow the uh, 501st Legion. Uh, and this is before... This is pre-Disney canon, so they don't have these inhibitor chips or anything like that. Yeah. This is uh, This is just straight up, oh yeah, clones, you know, they all are kind of in on this secret conspiracy to... Uh, just if, execute the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. If this ha- if the if the Order sixty six is given, uh, originally in the original canon, Order sixty six was actually a, a clone protocol. Yeah. It was like if this order is given, it means the Jedi have betrayed the Republic. Yes. There was also Order sixty five, which was pretty much uh, the inverse that could be enacted. Which was if uh, I believe the Chancellor. Uh, committed treason hmm. uh, the chancellor would be arrested by the clones that was order 65 okay. so uh but yeah you pretty much uh listen to this uh this journal entry before each mission before and after each yeah. mission of uh the one of the commanders of the 501st legion um and it's super emotional actually uh, <laughs> to listen to one of the things go ahead i I, I was just gonna agree i'm like yeah it really is like one of the missions i don't know where you're gonna uh cut in at like where your topic's leading but one of the missions it's literally you're on one of the planets your topic what are you talking about well he's still got we we played it around the same time so like Mm -hmm. he's got just as valuable as information um like one of the missions is literally like We've received an order, execute order 66. And you literally mm-hmm. start carrying it out. And it's like, yeah. I don't, it, it's kind of like the uh, no Russian mission on COD. <laughs> Remember mm-hmm. no Russian. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, what? I, I, I thought they were on our side. Why are we doing this? And you're just seeing your teammates gun them down. And you're like, right. oh my God. What's, yeah, what's that happening? actually. Yeah, that actually, it happens, well, you follow a few missions where Order 66 is executed. Yeah. You only I, you only have to do it once. The one that sticks out to me was on Felucia. Yes, yes. Where, where the dialogue is just so immense, where it's like, uh, they're, they're talking about Ayla Secura, and she's, they're like, yeah, Ayla Secura was, uh, 
you know, a great general. She made a point to tell us that we were like the bravest soldiers she'd ever seen, but none of us could bear to look her in the eye <laughs> because they knew what was about to happen. And it's like, oh, fuck, <laughs> dude, this is so, uh, this is too much for uh, a video game. Yeah, yeah. And especially at that age, you like don't really recognize what's happening. But once you're older, like now, we mm-hmm. look back on it and are like, oh shit that that's intense i want to replay it just to experience it Mm -hmm. more in a mature emotional way where you're really conscious of what's happening yeah yeah for sure um yeah you got anything else on that one uh the only thing i really have on it is micah you and i played a lot with siblings on Mm-hmm. Oh god, what was it called? It was the desert map with the city. Uh, Tatooine. It was you talking about Battlefront? 2, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The hero, the heroes and villains yes. mode. Where in Mos Espa? Mos Espa. Yeah. Where like yep. one of us, without a doubt, one of us would always go up to the top of that tower that you could get up to <laughs> but, with Boba or yeah. Jango and just shoot the Jedi's from below. Yeah. Well, you could get up to it. You could get. It was easiest to get up to with Boba and Jango. Yeah, you could still get up but, with Jedi's and stuff because of Force abilities. Yeah, you, but it was it was much more like mm-hmm. y- you had to make sure you had the angles right. You had to jump on specific mm-hmm. spots, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Well, it was super easy with the ones that had the double jumps. Yeah. With uh, with like uh. The Emperor and Darth Vader, who had the kind of levitating jump ability, it was a little bit harder. Yeah. Uh, no, but I love playing his like, little lightning glide that he had. Precisely, precisely. And I love playing just like base conquest on mm-hmm. certain maps. Just hauling it out. Hoth was so good. Mm-hmm. And I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think they did Hawk fairly similar in the mechanics on the newer Battlefront. No, no wrong? you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. I, I you're, you're, yeah, you're pretty kind. Kind of. So yeah. the main the main gimmick of Hoth since the uh, very first Battlefront game has been recreating the uh battle of hoth from episode five where you take the snow speeders and you try to take down the uh take down the uh att walkers um in the first game you like you you would get in and you'd have your co-pilot and you'd try to you know grapple onto the legs with the cable and then but you'd resume it just be like normal flying around um and it wouldn't really alter that much um you just had to make sure you flew in a circle yeah which was actually relatively difficult in the first game in the second game though and i don't believe they've changed it that much since then it would actually alter it so flying in a circle was a little bit more automated and you had to um yeah you had to like turn and stuff like that but it would make turning in a circle easier um and turning out of the circle harder 
So that was that was where it got. And I think that's kind of the formula they used for the new Battlefront and Battlefront 2 games as well. Mm-hmm. But that was always super satisfying to get a walker takedown that oh. way. Um, it was. <laughs> it was like... When you when you do could pull that off, I remember playing that one with my sister, and she would always be in the turret in the back, if I remember right. Uh, and she was really good at getting <coughs> the cable locked on the legs. Mm-hmm. Like I could speed go like full speed towards them, uh, and she could get it locked. I would tell her like when we're about to pass, and she could get locked on on like the first pass. And then we just take them down. It was it was dope. It's especially fun when your friend is in, your other friend is in the walker oh, no. and you take them down. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's just like no 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 no. It's like oh no why why? Because it's like uh, the with the mechanics of that game, you could just jump out of the walker if you wanted. But they're but you're always like no, I'm gonna be able to shoot them down before they take me down. Yeah, it's like no, you're it's not. Like, oh wait, there's a reason this actually worked in the films. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, no, one of the things that uh that I miss from the original Battlefront two that I don't think they ever reincluded yeah. in future games. Was the Galactic Conquest game? Oh mode. my gosh, yes! And that was basically a game mode where you played through various maps in the Star Wars galaxy. You played on two different sides. You were either the it was either the Empire versus the Rebels or the Trade Federation versus the Republic, yep. depending on what era you picked. And you had to make your way through a map of the galaxy taking over different planets and stuff like that. And to take over the planets, you would do the actual battle on that planet. But aside from that, it was kind of like a game of risk where you're, you know, looking for strategic positioning and stuff like that. You could also get various upgrades and stuff like that. Like I remember one was like the garrison where pretty much like if you were low, if you got low on troops, it would like just give you 200 more extra troops. And if someone picked Garrison and you didn't, uh, you were pretty much screwed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless you were significantly better than them. No joke. But yeah, that was such a fun game mode. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I ever completed a game of Galactic Conquest with anyone because they were so like, long. Well, each map itself is like, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of gameplay. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you imagine you have to do like at least probably if you won every single round, you would still have to do at least 20 of those to win the game. Yeah. And so it's a multi hour kind of game. Ooh, that would be a fun live stream to do sometime. Mm. Let's get the classic Battlefront 2 game and do Galactic Conquest that would be and really just try fun. to play a whole game. That would be oh, so fun. Did Do they do that online or is it just like players versus AI? Uh, uh, I think that they reopened the um, online for it. Yeah, I think Battlefront 2 has online still. I was about to say, I thought when they put out uh, Battle... I thought when they put out Battlefront 2, the remake, 
or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, the reimagining, whatever the, uh, they put the servers back online for the original Battlefront. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pre- I'm pretty sure you can get online on it. I don't think it has a huge player base. Yeah, but I don't think it would be too difficult for like us to link up and do a one v one in that or two v two. We'll grab someone else. Yeah, uh, and we'll separate into teams. Uh, oh. That would be pretty fun. I haven't played that game in forever, but uh, yeah. Star Wars Battlefront Two Classic is ten dollars on Steam. Hmm. Whoop! Well, let's do it. <laughs> or, or, or you can get the Star Wars Complete Collection bundle, which has like every classic Star Wars game from back in the day mm-hmm. for two hundred and twenty-five dollars and thirty-five cents. Oh, jeez! Yeah, and that. it has like 60 games yeah and it goes on sale like once every two months it's on sale right now yeah i get notifications every single time it goes on sale because i have so (laughs) many games on it that i'm like these are in my wish list (laughs) he's like i just want to replay it so bad Mm -hmm. oh no one although i already have like half of them so it'd be cheaper for me still no one wants dark forces or dark forces too I have. What do you them. mean? They're totally why do the you, best. Why do you have those? They're the best. <laughs> why man. do you own those games, man? I got I got them in a bundle. That's fair. Yeah. The only one I would buy again is Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic is good. Jedi Knight Jedi Academy is really good. Hmm. I'll, and I'll buy I'll buy Battlefront Two Classic for jerseys. Mm-hmm. I'll play the fuck um, out of that, honestly. What's what are some other classic Star Wars games that are really good? Of course, Republic Commando. I think that one starts at like five bucks and always goes on sale for like three bucks. So yeah, the original is super fun. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think see. of other classic Star Wars games. We mentioned the uh, uh, Force Lego. Unleashed games. Did we forget to mention Lego Star Wars? Come on, oh, guys. dude, Lego Star Wars, dude, Lego Star Wars. Like, how could we not talk about fucking Lego Star Wars? Yeah, we can touch on Go it as part of the uh, rambling segment. But I feel like we're gonna have to make an entire episode podcast on episode Lego on Lego Lego video games, at least, if not just Lego Star Wars. No way. Yeah. Because Lego Star Wars, the original Lego Star Wars, was the game that kickstarted the Lego franchise in terms of their modern video games. Like I'm Lego video games as we the know them. Star Wars. Yeah, Lego it, it video games as we bucks. know them now started with Lego Star Wars. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like there were games before that, but. Uh, lego star wars was the og and you couldn't do any of the fancy stuff you can now in the lego games like there was no custom characters in the original lego star wars game i had to play as one of the people in the episode yeah there were no uh there was no voice acting in the original lego star wars it was all just it was all just mumbles um and pantomiming which oh, was... dude! I totally forgot the first Lego game to even have voice acting was Lego uh, Batman Two. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that because I didn't play that the was Lego like... Batman's. Dude, that mm-hmm. that was like a big thing in the Lego games. None of the characters actually spoke; they just like spoke gibberish. And then in Lego Batman Two, they actually like 
got voice mm-hmm. actors to voice them. And everyone was like, what? Yeah, let's be honest, though. It The Lego games were funnier when there was no voice acting. They really were. Ma- Honestly, I maybe feel, s- they felt like ma- they made it. I think I think from a commercial perspective, adding voice acting was a good pr- decision because yeah. it made the game it gave the made the game more accessible to uh, people who maybe didn't see the appeal of the style of humor that they had in the original games. But it was a lot of like slapstick humor and Lego Star Wars through the complete saga, actually through the first Lego Indiana Jones game. It was a lot of slapstick humor. And then in Lego Batman, it became kind of, I don't know, it just wasn't as funny. It was still funny, but not as funny. Um, So I just tried Bacardi Black. It's not bad. I don't don't know how I feel about it, but it's not bad. It's really sweet. Does it taste like black licorice? No, it's just super sweet. Um, yeah, no, it's too, yeah. I was about to say it's it's, good, it's got really a different sweet. aftertaste for sure. Dope. So I don't know. I'll I just poured a, a sip, basically, just to yeah. see if I like it. So I'll pour I'll pour like a quarter or half a glass just to see how I like it over time. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about sweet whiskeys. Well, it's it's a rum. So oh, it okay. it is it's a rum. yeah. Um, let's see, forty percent alcohol, made in Puerto Rico. It's it's Bacardi rum. It's still good. Like I feel like Bacardi hits it on the head, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But it it's just different. I don't know. I don't know how I feel yet. Ooh, I'm over here, freaking three pseudo shots in <laughs> two of those were probably a little bit more than a shot and i'm like i want to see what happens if i take one more <laughs> do it do it do see, it do it do, do it, it do it right do at it. the end of the podcast i'm yeah. i'm drinking quite a bit so i'm i would say moderately sloshed at this point yeah i'm just getting to the point where you know my my face feels a little weird. Fair. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I don't see that's a weird thing. I don't get the face feeling all that much. Mhm. I don't see I don't notice it unless I get like that one episode where I got absolutely demolished. I, I had, like eight shots. Oh dude, that Again, and I was so using good. I was using yeah, like oh fuck. <laughs> I'm just look I'm just looking at this and I was like yeah, so this Tupperware container probably it's a lot wide. It's about the height of a shot glass, but about three times as like wide, so like three times as much volume. And I was like, yeah, so a third of this, and I just realized I filled this to like the halfway point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, down the hatch. Hell yeah, do it. Yeah, I've drank probably the equivalent of. At this point, five shots, because I filled my glass about halfway full of Jack, and then more than half a can of Coke. So, and I've done that twice, and now I just now poured almost half a glass of the Bacardi Black. (laughs) Uh, okay. What's another Star Wars thing we can talk about as I absorb this alcohol into my 
One thing I always found... have we not talked about the Tie Fighter games? Yes, true. I do. Wanna... I never actually played those. I do want to touch on that, but real quick, I want to comment on. Go for it. Oh, Force Unleashed. I haven't seen this in any of the other Star Wars games. I don't know if the newer Battlefronts did it, but in the Force Unleashed games, if you like slash a wall with your lightsaber. Mm -hmm. I think it the newest one in two. I don't know if the first one did because it's been ages since I've played it. But I know the newest one. Whenever you hit a wall, it actually left a slash mark, just like the movies. Oh wait, on Dude, what? what was it? Force Unleashed. Oh yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The Jedi Knight games did the same. They did. Thing. Okay. Uh, so did. See, yeah. I haven't played. So those. did. Uh... Did anybody play? You've played. The... Wait, no. Yeah, Dominic, you have. You played Jedi Academy with me. Oh yeah, that that's been Did ages though. To be fair, any of you play the PlayStation Two version of the Episode Three Revenge of the Sith movie game? I have not. Uh, I had the I had the Xbox versions, which I assume is the same thing. Yeah, it was, it was the same game. It probably just looked a little bit. Yes, better. dude, that game is fantastic. I was about to say that game's that's great. A, so that's, that's a solid so that's, movie that's game. A, that's an interesting game too because it's like it's like a Star Wars beat 'em up game, kind of like the uh like the Fallen Order game yeah. for significant chunks of it. But then when you face like another Jedi or a Sith or something like that, it becomes a uh like a fighting game. Kind of, yeah. It's super where weird. you're moving on a two D two D platform, pretty much. Actually, God, those boss fights was, are so damn hard too. Yeah, if I was to compare it to something, uh, in terms of the movement of the game, Tekken. I would compare it to the the uh, fr Sonic the Fighters game, which is a really weird comparison that you can oh, only draw yeah, after four to six shots, depending on what I. <laughs> But um, <laughs> but uh, like, cause you could you it wasn't strictly on a two dimensional plane. You could also move, like you could also circle your opponent, <laughs> um, which was interesting. I always enjoyed playing as. In fact, the name that's coming to my head is Quinlan Voss, but I don't think that's yeah, the name of no, the character. No, I think that's I I don't think that's correct. I don't know. Uh. No, it's not Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss is a freaking sand person. Um, but uh, fuck. He was the he was the Jedi battle master of the uh of the Jedi Order during Revenge of the Sith. Uh, because he was fucking fast. <laughs> you could just like you could just like sneak in. He was a boss fight. Um. He was the boss fight of the Coruscant level mm -hmm. uh, when you were playing as Anakin and uh, pretty much trying to destroy the Republic. <laughs> um, yeah. Or the Jedi. So, but that was fun. Oh, dude. Freaking the bonus level of that game. Sebastian, do you know about the bonus level of that game? There's a bonus level? Yeah, once you complete, I forget if it's unlocked once you complete the game or once you complete, like, so many objectives within the game, you unlock a bonus fight. 
Yes. Which is the which is the duel between old Ben and Darth Vader on the Death Star. Oh. I did not yeah. know about this. Yes. Which is fun. That sounds uh, dope as hell. It is it is dope as hell. Uh yeah, that was a fun Oh wait, hold up. Jumping back to the Lego Star Wars. Dude, the original Lego Star Wars did something super crazy hmm. for the time. Okay. So, um you on the level on Mustafar. Yes. So, you know, the entire game is cooperative, two-player accessible, right? Yeah. You always have like a secondary character with you. Well, the only two characters present on Mustafar are Obi-Wan and Anakin. So, like, it's super interesting because the first part is, like, uh, the traditional cooperative game. You're doing parkour stuff through the entire uh, level as stuff collapses. Um, Typical Lego Star Wars stuff. But then you get to a point where uh, you're... And this connects back to the episode three video game, I promised. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to the point where Obi-Wan and Anakin actually fight. And if you're doing it in single player, you're playing as Obi-Wan and it's a boss fight against Anakin. Um, but if you're playing it in multiplayer, it's actually the only point of the game where you actually do PvP. Oh, okay. And you actually have to fight the person you're you've been playing the game huh. with, which is which is super interesting for a co-op game where it's like, all right, now you know as the final level, you gotta fight each other. Hmm. Uh, going back to the uh, going back to the Star Wars Episode Three game, one of the gimmicks of that game is you alternated levels between playing as Obi Wan and playing as Anakin. Yeah. Uh, in the story mode. However, you could play. You initially played the final level on Mustafar as Obi Wan, and if you won, you know, well, well, when you won, because that's how you complete the game. When you won, you got the traditional ending, um, and the game was intercut with scenes from the movie. So that was interesting. Most of the cut scenes were actually just taken from the movie. However, once you beat that as Obi-Wan, you got to play the same level as Anakin. Um, And when you beat the level as Anakin, so there's that scene where Obi-Wan's like, it's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. And, you know, Anakin's all like, you underestimate my power, and then does the jump and stuff like that, and gets completely dismembered by (laughs) Obi-Wan. Well, uh, in this uh, variant, when you win as Anakin, you actually succeed in the jump and stab Obi-Wan in the back, okay? Um, and then, so it's this alternate ending, and then you go and meet the Emperor at, like, a landing bay, landing platform, um, and... The Emperor gives you a new red lightsaber. Uh pretty much as a as a token of your victory over Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hmm. But then there's another twist 
where in the cutscene, Anakin like activates the lightsaber and does like a spin move and stabs the Emperor oh, right in in the gut, and he's he pretty much declares himself the <laughs> Emperor. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, dude. And and there's like a bunch of clone clone guards around, and they don't do shit because it's like, oh shit, this guy just stabbed the emperor. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but I'm like, oh shit, that's an alternate universe that I actually want to see. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Where are we at in the itinerary, boys? Uh, that was that the rambling. Oh, we're at fifteen. That was rambling. The 15 minutes of ramblings. Is there uh, anything else you guys want to touch on? Uh, I just want to say uh, one thing real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's not related to the episode. I just found it funny. Um, McDonald's is now so short-staffed that they are offering a free iPhone to any of their employees if they can stay employed for at least six months. And... <laughs> <laughs> and meet and and meet the employment criteria to receive a free iPhone. <laughs> well, <laughs> looks like I'm getting a side job with McDonald's, so then I can get a free iPhone. <laughs> Why would you want an iPhone, my dude? Because That's I already have one, and mine's old as shit. Oh, get an Android. iPhones are more secure. That's actually not actually. True. It is. I went to school for cybersecurity, my dude. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but also the 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 security behind them isn't actually in any security that iPhones inherently have. It's the fact that you have to. There's not as many people targeting Apple products because they're not as popular. Well, yes, they're just as hackable as an Android. No, because they have closed source programming. So it is much harder because you cannot get into any sort of the code without Apple's approval. Ah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so that makes it sense. is easier to jailbreak any Android product than it is an iPhone. There's plenty of people that still jailbreak iPhones, but when you jailbreak yeah. an iPhone, that makes it just as susceptible to viruses, hacks, all that jazz as an Android. I don't necessarily um, like apple but just for the security prospect i i enjoy apple more gotcha all right well uh who's sober enough to do the sign off because uh i'm gonna start saying shitty things about apple soon and uh thanks for tuning in this week guys <laughs> i hope you enjoyed this week's episode of us being rambling idiots till next time till next time guys Cue the outro Have good night <laughs> Oh boy. Thanks for listening to the Wasted Youths podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Wasted Youths is produced by Dominic Sanders and Micah Voorhees. Dominic is also the lead editor of the Wasted Youths. All music featured in the show is composed by Micah Voorhees. If you enjoy our show, 
we'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe and consider donating through the link in the description to help us make better episodes. If you know someone who might be interested in the topic that we discussed tonight, feel free to send them our way by sharing this episode with them. All that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a fantastic evening, and we'll see you next week.